This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, Bradley Beal. Pate knew this day was coming. If you follow the Wizards, I mean the Lizards, you knew this day was coming. Bradley Beal. Supermax. Wow. The very first time it was talked about, I was like, for sure, give this man the Supermax. He deserves it. He's our best player. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, let's see. This guy is my age. His last two out of the last three seasons, he's finished on injured reserve. And also, without John Wall, we haven't been past the first round. Or, you know, play-in level. It's just... Bradley Bill's a really good player and fringe all NBA players don't come around every day. They just, it's just hard to come by. But think about all the people who got Maxis, Carl Anthony Towns, John Morant, Jokic. Jokic is the only one that got more money than Bradley Bill. Who else am I missing on this, this Max list? Uh, Devin Booker. All these guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. All these guys were all NBA at least once and have been in an all-star game multiple times. I don't know, man. I don't know. But since it already happened, just got to uh, have confidence in Bradley Bill and... um. Oh my goodness, that cheesesteak look good. Oh man, I'm watching the Phillies game. <laughs> watching the Phillies game. They're playing the Cardinals. Uh man, I makes me want to get one. But I, I got my favorite cheesesteak places, so I don't know. But dang, that look good. Anyway, <laughs> Bradley Bill is for real. And he got money money. He got bread bread. Oh my gosh, man. I knew he was gonna take it. The minute he opt out, I laughed at all the people with their Photoshop jerseys and saying he's going to go to the Heat. And there was a story about him going to the Lakers, which is laughable. How are they going to pay him? Since the Wizards didn't trade Bradley Bill two years ago, we're in this situation now. Worst case scenario is he doesn't stay healthy, he doesn't perform well, and he either asks for a trade or we buy him out. Best case scenario is he plays out his contract, makes first or second team all NBA a few times, and we get past the second round. And heck, maybe even win the title. Okay, that's going too far. But my main problem is Brad is like that. My issue is, are we going to be able to put a good team around him. So far, it's okay. Poor Zingas. Um, Kuzma. We got Monte Morris. Got Will Barton. Got DeLon Wright. Got some really solid veterans. 
Uh, Monte Morris terrorized Oklahoma when I was in school. I've seen him up close and personal, so I know he can play. I never in a million years would have guessed that he would be a wizard. I wasn't even wanting him to be a wizard. I was just so worried about hating on him being with Iowa State that I was like, I never would have imagined this guy being a wizard. Just like Bradley Bill. I'm not, I'm not Bradley Bill. Um, just like Buddy Hilt. I was like, no way. He can't be a wizard. He's pretty much Bradley Bill. He's he plays just like him. <laughs> he can't he can't be on he can't be on the same team as Bradley Bill. They do the same thing. But, but you know, we got Monte Morris. He shows some flashes against Golden State. But I don't know. I don't know if he's going to start. I don't know if him or DeLon Wright is going to start. I don't know if they're going to trade for a point guard. But, you know, this is a solid team. I don't think they're getting out of the first round. Now, hopefully, they definitely can make the playoffs. But, you know, from what I've seen from the outside, first round. I know the big three looks really good on paper. Kuzma, Bill, Porzingis. I'm just looking at the team as a whole, and I'm like, uh, maybe I got too hyped when we got Porzingis. But, you know, that's going to change. I'm telling you, when the season starts, and if we start winning, I don't be surprised if I change up and start getting excited and start talking second-round conference finals. I would love that. There's there's doubters already when it comes to Bradley Bill, so he already got a lot of motivation. Team's not winning. You're not people overlook you as a basketball player, and now you're getting this money and people saying you don't deserve it. A mountain of motivation. You got to use that because we want to see some wins, and Wizards fans are frustrated. They think we ain't going nowhere for real, for real, because we paid Brad all this money. It looks like it on the surface, but let's see what Brad does. Let's see if he rises to occasion, and let's see if the GMs and front office staff can put the right staff around Bradley Bell. Will Barton and Monte Morris this is strictly a West Unsold trade. They were on the Nuggets. West Unsold was on the Nuggets. West Unsold Jr. was coaching with the Nuggets. So he knows how these guys play. We had to ship Ish Smith. We had to ship KCP. I mean, I, in my mind, KCP Will Barton is a wash. Monte Morris, Ishmith. I think Monte Morris is a slight upgrade and has a higher ceiling at this point. So I'm loving it. Let's just see how it all comes together. Just hopefully they don't hold that L all season. I'm not trying to see below average baseball. <laughs> basketball, basketball, not baseball. 
<laughs> oh my god. Get up out of here, dog. Wow. All right, what's next here? Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh. <laughs> Game over. I am sick. Why? How does OU baseball make it that far? All these upsets beat all these teams that are supposedly better than them, beat all our rivals, and just choke in the finals. You can't get that far and just lose. I'm I'm just I'm distraught. I was seriously hurt when I saw that last strikeout by OU to end the game and end the series. Okay, first game, they lost 10-2. to The second game, they lost 4-2. to And this is, this is crazy to me because um, Ole Miss pitching... I did hear from the analyst that their pitching had been good all playoffs. And I was just like, well, our offense has been good all playoffs. I thought surely we were going to get this because this was clearly the worst team, the second worst team we've played this whole postseason. I know they were just as hot as we were getting to the finals, running through all these teams just like we did. And, you know, they were the equivalent of like an 11th, 12th seed in basketball. And OU was an equivalent of a 5th seed. I'm just beside myself. Ole Miss barely made the tournament. And they went all the way and won it all. I am sick. How we get that far and lose? I cannot believe it. We got absolutely nothing from the bottom of our lineup, which I didn't think was that bad because they did okay at Virginia Tech. But, man, them guys did nothing. Old Miss pitching was like that. They just they held it down. They held it down, man. I mean, look at this. In the last game, as a team, 11 strikeouts. But honestly, you know, our pitchers held it down for the most part. I mean, Cade Horton, 13 strikeouts. Wow. Uh, Trevin Michael has been money, but he gave up two runs. I, that is that is just wow. In the eighth inning, that that's the difference in this series. Because the games, both games was close. Going into the eighth inning. But late in the midnight hour. Ole Miss put it away. First game, four runs in the eighth inning. Second game, three runs in the eighth inning. Sick. Emotional damage. I'm not even going to play the clip. But emotional damage. Oh my gosh, man. I am sick. 
That like, come on, man. The first game was four two going into the eighth. The second game was two one OU with the lead. I thought for sure we were going to force a game three, but they fell apart in the eighth inning, and of course we did nothing in the ninth inning. Unbelievable. I just don't know if they're ever going to get back to this point. Surely we're losing Jackson Graham, who is just a beast. He is OU baseball Michael Jackson. He is like that. But he's going to be a late first round, early second round pick. I don't think the Nats going to get him. He's going to go to a pretty solid team. He's going to go to a pretty good team, probably a, a playoff team. Don't be surprised he ends up going like the, the Yankees or the Red Sox. That That would suck. But I'd be happy for him at least. Dang, oh dang. Philly's out here smoke, smoking home runs. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I can't wait to go there for that game. Uh Nationals Phillies in August. Of course, I'll probably do a podcast out there. Well, maybe. We'll see. Anyway. Oh, you baseball. Didn't get it done. I'm happy that they made that far made it that far. It was a great magic carpet ride, but just like 2016, OU basketball, the magic carpet ride crashed and burned. Sick. Why? Why does that have to happen to me and other Sooner fans? Ooh. Oh, that's a foul. That's a foul. <laughs> Anyway, man, all right. Now, let's let's talk about the Nats. More baseball, right? So, the Nats, the Nats trying to get on the roll. They trying to play some baseball now. They won the series in Texas. I knew they was going to win because I was like, it, it looked like one of those series they would win. After a long, like, losing a bunch of games and stuff, Um, Texas Rangers seemed like, a middling team that the Nationals could beat. And that's exactly what happened. They could have swept. The second game, they only lost by one. All the games were close. But, I mean, come on, man. We had them. It's okay. I'll take the 2-1 split. Now, the Pirates, we definitely should have swept. Now, that nonsense with, with the third game, it was a 1 o'clock game. Barely anyone was there. They got off to a 2-0 lead. Then we battled back. And um, I think it was about the third or fourth inning. It's like a 4-4 game or something like that. And they gave the Pirates a run. We got a double play because Josh Bell caught a line drive that almost hit the ground. It was like inches from the ground. He caught a line drive. Then, I don't know, I guess the dugout was yelling, they didn't tag, they didn't tag. Throw throw it to third, throw it to third. And sure enough, they threw it to third. They tagged the guy out at third that didn't tag second and didn't, because when you, when you catch the, you know, when you catch a ball in the air, you're supposed to go back. Simple baseball. And the guy at home should have been out too. 
because we stepped on the base. Man, well, first of all, how do the umpires not get that right, first of all? I, I guess I guess the, the, the team starts switching out. But when, okay, when the umpires allowed the run, that's when, I guess, Davey Martinez came out. And the umpires, there's all these confusions. Both managers are out. Both teams are out. Then they then they go over the rules about a fourth out appeal. I just I still don't fully get it, but apparently when you uh leave the field, you can't appeal a call. And I'm just like it should have never got to that point cuz you should have never got that wrong in the first place. Neither runner tagged. The run shouldn't have counted. How does the run count? And he advanced without tagging the base. Are you kidding me right now? We lost 8-7. Now, when I first heard about this, I, I just waved it off. I was like, Whatever, you still got a you still had a chance to win. It was a tie game. You was up one run with in the seventh inning. You had a chance to win. Last two innings, you were down one. You had a you you definitely had a chance to win and you choked. No excuses, but that was a pretty bad by the umpires. And who knows what could have happened if that run didn't count. I'm sick. We, we just straight up shouldn't have lost that game. Not only the umps, but Carl Edwards Jr. choking. And then also, what's up with this? Who is Brian Reynolds? And why did we allow him to get three home runs? I I just, uh, it's the 2022 Nationals. It, they just find a way to this point. They finally start playing some baseball. Look like they about to get a sweep, and then that happens. Oh, and 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 here's the kicker. Now the Marlins have won eight of nine in this series already, and look what's happening as I record this. The Marlins are winning six three. Of course they are. We haven't beat them all season. The one time we beat them, we barely beat them. Man, this, man, we better win on 4th of July. I know that. Because this is nuts. Come on, man. Ooh, Max Scherzer's coming back. Ooh, boy. Boy, I can't wait till Yankees-Mets. I need to get my tickets. I already got my train tickets. Now I just got to get my hotel and my uh, baseball tickets. But man, oh man, Max Scherzer's coming back. Mm, boy, baseball about to be fun again. But if you're a Nats fan, I, I just don't know how this is fun. Well, it can be every now and then because this team shows flashes of brilliance sometimes. But uh, that Pirates game was something else. Yadi, Yadiel Hernandez versus Brian Reynolds. And I don't know how Brian Reynolds. See, this is blowing me, bro. I don't know how Brian Reynolds got three home runs on the Nationals. Are they really that bad? 
I feel like they gave up three home runs to somebody else. But or maybe that's just karma for Lane Johnson or Lane Johnson. Lane Thomas. Thing about the bird, you better respect it. Lane Thomas getting three home runs against the Reds. I love it. Uh, no, I don't like it. We lost to the Pirates. We should have won all those games. I don't know why we lost three out of four in Pittsburgh. Um, it's just stuff that is just mind-blowing, and I can't believe it. I'm trying to look at the stats from that game because Yadiel Hernandez, I said yada, 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 yada. <laughs> oh, man. Megan the Style, he got a Megan the Stallion walk up song just because in her song Body, she says yada 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 a, a million times. And that's his name, Yadi. That's funny. I'm pretty sure I've said that, but yeah. Yeah, we had 16, we, we had 16 hits in that game. Nelson Cruz went two for three. Woof. Yeah, before I go on to the next topic, I, I gotta see Yadi L. Hernandez, two for five. Two RBI. Okay, he did okay. I mean, Josh Bell. Josh Bell is like that. Three for three. Bruh, how is Josh Bell not an all-star? That's another topic for another day, I guess. But I I just don't get it. I don't I haven't heard of him being an all-star. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like he's seventh in the league. In batting average, I know it doesn't help that he got two first basemen ahead of him in batting average. I mean, Paul Goldsmith, Smith, his numbers are unreal. I mean, look at this. That's probably why he isn't going to be in the All-Star game, because he got to compete with people like that. And then Pete Alonso is hitting a million home runs. It's just maybe it's just his position. That's that's probably why, because and then Luis Arias, oh, he's on the other side, but he got to compete with Paul Goldschmidt and Pete Alonso. Yeah, good luck making the All Star game with that and Garrett Cooper as well. Yeah, nah, bro. Like real, real life. I mean, look at Paul Goldschmidt, three forty two, nineteen home runs. 65 RBIs. Josh Bell, 319, 11 home runs, 46 RBI. Unbelievable. Uh, wow. Par Goldsmith, the only one. Well, he has a a 154 OPS. Man, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds good. Uh, <laughs> he is killing it, man. I don't know why Josh Bell isn't going to be in the All-Star game. It is blowing me. And um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to look up the All Star voting. Okay, if he's not in the All Star game, it come on now. He he has to be. This is this is ridiculous. Anyway, on to the next. Let's see. Oh, okay. One thing I forgot. One thing I forgot about last. Okay, no. Okay, no. Before I move on to like what I missed from last show with Jaden Hardy. Jackson Tatro. I've been meaning to talk about him the last two shows. I never heard of this guy. 
I heard about this guy on the radio when he was starting against Atlanta. I was like, who? Who is that? The more I learn about this guy, the more fascinated I am. And he's a string bean. He's 6'5", 189. And he literally played on every Nationals minor league team. He drafted him in 2017. Every minor league team. He worked his way up. Bro, he's like Nipsey Hussle grinding all my life. Yeah, he, he's been grinding all his life. He literally was every single minor league team. He did Hagerstown, Potomac, Harrisburg, Williamsburg. Uh, no, not Williamsburg. Um, oh, Jesus. Wilmington. Wilmington. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wilmington and Rochester. And now he's made it to the big leagues. And he's 2-1. Wow. Talking about somebody who grinding. And he he pitches tomorrow. Hopefully, you know he can he can you know take his little mini hot streak and apply it to tomorrow. I thought he was just like Strasburg, which, by the way, Strasburg pitched against Miami, gave up seven runs, got hurt. Now he's on the IR again. But anyway, he gave up seven runs against the Braves. I was like, oh boy, here we go again, another trash pitcher. But then he came back against Texas, and he only gave up one run, I believe. He's only given up one run since that Braves game. And then he pitched against he pitched against somebody. He's been pretty good. Like he, he his last two games, yeah, against Philly, we won nine three. That was that was the last game of the series. Yeah, he gave up no runs, two strikeouts, six hits. Not bad. Four strikeouts against Texas, only gave up one run, four hits. Not bad. Okay, this guy isn't bad. We might He might be in our rotation in the future. Him, Josiah Gray, Kay Cavalli, who else? So the way he's pitching right now, we can get those three. Mm, man, man, it's looking good. Jackson Tatra. And you look at his name, it's T-E-T-R-E-A-U-L-T. When I looked at his name, I was like, that sounds like Tatro? That that's how you say his name? That's how I spelled? But, honestly, the LT is silent. I was like, you spell it with an LT? The LT is silent. That's how you say his name. So, there you go. Jackson Tatro. Be on the lookout. Hopefully, he goes 3-1 tomorrow. And we beat Miami. Uh, Doesn't look like we're beating them today. But, hopefully, tomorrow, behind Jackson Tatro, we do so. Now, Jaden Hardy with the Mavericks. I thought he's with the Kings. Bruh, th- see, this is why I should have been paying attention to the second half of the draft. I did not know they traded him to the Mavs right after that. I mean, either way, he was going to be in a good situation. He's going to be a really good player. And, um, yeah, if he 
reaches his potential, they're going to forget about Jalen Brunson because he'll he'll fill in that Jalen Brunson role easily. And, and he'll just be another scoring guard at Luka Doncic's disposal. I mean, oh my gosh, man. That's a good situation. That's a good situation to be in. And honestly, behind Spencer Dinwiddie, or maybe even alongside Spencer Dinwiddie, he'll be fine. But him and Luka Doncic? Mmm, man, oh man. And they got JaVale McGee too. Got a decent squad. Got a decent squad. I don't know what type of defense he's going to play. Um, doesn't look like he plays much defense, but it ain't nothing but, you know, some coaching and some grit and tenacity won't do. You know, he can do it. But, you know, him with the Mavericks, mm, if he reaches potential, he's going to be better than Jalen Bronson. But for now, you know, he can learn from uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, continue to grow, and then he he going to be straight. He is going to be straight. USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Here it comes. I, I knew the Big Ten was the conference that was most equipped to stand up to the SEC potential Super League. And when SEC got Oklahoma and Texas, people started floating around the idea of them getting Ohio State and USC. And then USC and maybe Notre Dame. And then USC and UCLA goes to the Big Ten. The geographic, the geographic, I don't know how to say this, but geographically this makes zero sense. They're so far away from all the Big Ten teams, especially Rutgers and Merlin. They are worlds away from Rutgers and Merlin. And this is happening as soon as 2024. Man, UCLA and USC have to come to the East Coast for all these conference games. Wow. But then again, the East Coast teams have to come to them too. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. All I got to say is, here it comes. Here comes the Super Conference. And the Super Conference, it's it, the D1 is looking like it's going to be split in three. <laughs> You're going to have the top tier schools up here like the SEC, the Big Ten, and then you're going to have Group of Five, Big 12, Pac-12, maybe ACC and AAC. Then you're going to have FCS. Three levels of D1 football. Three. That's where we're headed because it's just so much money involved. I mean, SEC and Big Ten are about to swell just to another stratosphere. I'm not sure how the Pac-12 the Big 12 and ACC are going to respond. Are they going to form a a legit alliance? Because I thought the Pac-12, the Big 12, and what was it, the ACC? I thought they had an alliance. Weird. But, yeah, the very first thing I thought of when I saw this news was USC and Ohio State. Those are going to be some epic matchups. No matter where you put it, the fans are going to show up on either side and it's going to be some lit matchups and I, I can't wait to see it 
I don't know where. I don't know how the divisions are going to split up. I don't know where they're going to put USC and UCLA. At the end of the day, we got to see USC and Michigan. We got to see USC and USC. We got to see UCLA in Michigan. We got to see these teams in Wisconsin. We just got to. This is going to be interesting. Oh, my God. Either of them teams in a whiteout? And it's not a Rose Bowl? Mm. The possibilities are endless in football. Basketball, I don't know. All the other sports, oh, the travel is going to be unreal. Let's just see what happens. But it's coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, it's going to be the, the three tiers are coming. College football, as we know it, we, we know it's not the same with NIL and TV contracts. Who's next? <laughs> I keep hearing they're going to grab Washington and Oregon. Heck, they might grab Clemson. Oh, they grab... Don't be surprised if Clemson goes to the SEC or the Big Ten. Don't be surprised. Even though, I mean, being decent or having a lot of fans in football is probably all you need to move conferences. Interesting. Football is king. (laughs) Man, oh, man. Now, I got to introduce to you the Golden L Trophy. The Golden L Trophy. This is a hypothetical trophy given to the worst spring professional team as far as winning percentage is concerned in the DMV. So I'm I'm only putting four teams in this. Now, there's others I could have put in here like, I don't know, the DC Divas. Maybe Loudon United, maybe uh Fredericksburg Nats. There's a bunch of other teams I could have did, but you know, let's just stick to these four: DC United, Washington Spirit, Washington Nationals, Washington Mystics. And so far, the team that's in the lead is DC United. They're four two and nine, trash, and they lost to Nashville. Like I said, they were going to. I was just hoping for a miracle because they were at home. It did not matter. They got washed. But, yeah, they are pretty much in last. They're tied for last, I believe, or they're second to last. Yeah, they're in the lead, followed by the Washington Nationals. At the time I made this list, they were 28 and 48. I might have to update that. But uh, I'm pretty sure they still have a worse winning percentage then the Washington Spirit, who I last checked, was 1-6-3, 400 winning percentage. And coming in last place for the Golden L Trophy is the Washington Mystics, who has a winning record. Wow. 12-9. and nine. Actually, the 13-9, and nine, they just beat the Atlanta Dream. So, yeah, this is a fun way to keep up with these teams. The way it's looking right now, out of all these teams, it looked like the soccer teams are going to be the ones going back and forth between who's going to get this Golden L trophy. I think the Mystics will definitely finish with a winning record, and they're definitely starting to get back, get it back now. They're starting to regain their form. 
So they're gonna they're gonna start winning more games. So they're gonna pull away from the other teams and not even get close to the Golden L trophy. So the Nationals been winning lately. I don't know. They're gonna be up and down. DC United Spirit, Washington Spirit, I I just don't think. I think especially DC United, I don't think this is the year for either of them. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I might as well segue into the the Mystics who won their last two games. Um, I guess I'm freestyling this because they weren't on the list. They weren't on this list. They weren't on this topic list. So they beat the Aces again. I am shocked. I thought playing the Aces at Las Vegas was a for sure loss. But the Las Vegas Aces are starting to come back down a little bit. They they were clear away the best team, and now they're starting to fall back a little bit. They're starting to lose some games. They didn't lost to the Mystics at home. I wasn't expecting that. I'll take it. Then they lost to the Seattle Storm. No shame in that. The Mystics lost to the Storm, too, with Deladon, and Deladon didn't play well. It looks like the Storm, they are in peak form and they're going to be a team to deal with. They're always going to be a team to deal with as long as they got Brianna Stewart and Jewel Lloyd. I'm sure they want to send Sue Bird out with a title because she's retiring. So far, so good. They're looking good. Um, They're either first or second in the league. I don't want to check right now. I'm not going to check. But it's no shame in losing to them. But, yeah, Mystics beat the Aces, and then they turn around, and they um, they destroyed the Dream again. The two times the Dream have come to, I don't know what it is about them coming to D.C., but they get punished every time they come to D.C. The two times they came to D.C. this year, punished. Now, we play one more time, play in Atlanta very soon. I think it's next week. It's Yeah, it's July 6th. Um, it's going to be a tougher game, just like the first time we played them in Atlanta. We only won by five. I mean, we beat them three times. I expect them to come out swinging. They're not a bad team. Definitely better than they were last year. Good young players. And they got this Wheeler girl, I think Erica Wheeler, who hit a game-tying shot against Liberty and did the night-night celebration. <laughs> they choked that game away, by the way. It shouldn't even have gone over time. But <laughs> they got her. They got, you know, they got Ryan Howard, who I really wanted. She's doing really well. They got the girl from um, from Arizona. Yeah, nice little squad. They're going to keep getting better, and they're going to be someone we're going to have to deal with. But for now, the Mystics are better, and I hope the Mystics pound them again on July 6th. Still shook up about losing to the Sparks because they are some mid. We got destroyed by the older sister, Agumake, the more outspoken one, I guess. Well, they're both really outspoken. I don't know. Like, NECA's... I guess she's high up in the WNBA leadership. 
And Chen A is the one that's all on Instagram and all on ESPN. Uh, Chen A and Liz Cambage on the same team. That is a simp paradise. But their team is mid and they beat the Mystics. Which means when they come to D.C., we have to blow them out. Period. We'll just have to see. Now, last but not least, I got to talk about this uh, NBA free agent trade drama. Kyrie wants out of the net after opting in to uh, after opting in to the contract to thirty six million dollar contract. Because he couldn't find a sign-and-trade partner? I thought surely since he opted in, KD was was good. You know, he's not going to ask for a trade anymore. He still asked for a trade. Game over. What? I'm just wondering what the Nets are going to get back for this guy. A bunch of draft picks, some young players, some star players. He's not going to the Wizards. Just cut it out. There's still some hopeful Wizards fans that hope he would be our version of LeBron James going to Cleveland. It's not going to happen. It didn't happen in 2016. And most level-headed Wizards fans know this. So I'm not expecting that. Devin Booker just got the max. It's going to be harder to sign KD. Maybe he can restructure his contract. I don't know. He's interested in going to the Suns or the Heat. I just can see him going to the Heat. Now, someone that's not really on this list, the Hawks. If the Hawks can find a way to get KD, and they would have Trey Young, Giante Murray, and KD, The fact that the Hawks got the Jonte Murray for they they traded Danilo Gallinari and three first round picks for Jonte Murray. Wow, what a fleece! What a fleece! And the Spurs, the Spurs released Danilo Gallinari. They bought him out, something like that. He ain't on the Spurs. They just use them for trade bait. Wow. This could really work out, especially if they end up getting KD. This whole drama with KD and Kyrie is crazy. Um, They're blowing it up already. That's crazy. I don't understand. I don't know how you build a win now team after losing Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. Now, if they can get Kyrie to the Lakers and somehow get Westbrook and AD and keep Ben Simmons, maybe, you might have something here. Put the right pieces around him in the East, you might have something. I don't know. I can't see that happening. Uh, It's going to be tough to trade these guys, but it's got to happen. These are two of the best players in the league. Someone's going to do what they can to get them. I would love to see KD, Kyrie, and LeBron on the Lakers. That would be sick. That would be sick. But it's going to be very hard to pull off. 
So I could very well see Kyrie maybe with the Knicks and maybe Kevin Durant with the Heat. I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) This drama is interesting. But yeah. Yeah, okay. Westbrook opted in. Made sense. He had to. Because if he opted out, they were probably going to release him or make him take the minimum. So it makes sense to opt in. And take that $47 million. I think this is the last year of his contract. So things are going to be interesting for Westbrook after this year. If he balls out, maybe they keep him on a maybe half of that, $47 million. But I don't think they're going to keep him no matter what he does because of his age. John Wall is with the Clippers. John Wall going to the Clippers, he finally got bought out of the Rockets. He should have been bought out a while ago they finally did it so he's on the clippers and that just makes the clippers and lakers popping again lebron and whoever he has versus john wall pg Kawhi leonard wow norman powell reggie jackson y'all ain't ready for that y'all ain't ready for that we we gonna have to, we we gotta put Lakers and Clippers on one of these holidays. I I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. It's lit again. If everyone stays healthy, it's gonna be nice. And I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. What other big moves happened? This just happened today. Uh, Gobert, Rudy Gobert, is going to the Wolves. Why did the Wolves trade? Three first-round picks, Patrick Beverly and um, Malik Beasley, who, you know, he made headlines off the court. So I'm sure they wanted to get rid of that distraction. Basically, two solid role players and three first-round picks for Rudy Gobert. I know he's an elite, elite defender, but that's a lot. That is a lot. I just don't understand maybe i'm underrating his value maybe a lot of us are underrating his value but that's that's crazy bro that's a lot to give up for rudy gobert but i guess that makes their starting five solid even if it attacks their depth a little bit so you got potentially d'angelo russell anthony edwards Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Am I missing somebody? It don't even matter who's at the three. You got those four? Oh, boy. It's on. Boy, we, we lit, bro. We lit. That That's wow. What an interesting trade. Apparently, they're trying to build around Donovan Mitchell instead of trading him. Uh, wait a minute. Who did they get back for? I, oh, and they got Walker Kessler, who can be with the right coaching and development. He could be just like Rudy Gobert. He can be, but he has to be developed right. If not, and he has potential to be even better on offense than Rudy Gobert. So, yeah, interesting trade. And the Jazz got back a haul. 
Wow. What a finesse. But we'll see what happens. Um, Looks like they're all in on Donovan Mitchell. Or are they going to trade him? No, I doubt it. From the reports I've heard, they're probably not going to trade him. See, is there anything else? I don't know where Johnny Davis is going to fit in the Wizards rotation. I should have mentioned that earlier. Kispert, Barton, DeLon Wright, Monte Morris, Bradley Bill, Kispert. Where does he fit? I guess he fits somewhere in there. I'm sure he's going to get some minutes, but it might take a year or two. Don't be surprised if he ends up on a go-go. He probably not, man. I, I don't think our guard situation is that deep. But he is going to be tough for him to find minutes unless he's that good. Now, if he's that good, he might end up starting. Okay, maybe not. If you start, if you got to put him at like three or something. But, yeah. We'll we'll see. It just all depends on Johnny Davis and how fast he picks up the NBA game. From what I saw, though, he's going to be a very, he's going to be a good pro or at least a solid pro. And I can't wait. Any other moves that I'm missing here? Jalen Brunson's with the Knicks because his father's, his father coaches with the team and his, um, I guess Leon Rose's son is his agent. Just a lot of relationships there. So, yeah, the Knicks got him. They'd been targeting him for m- months. Let's just see what happens. I, I don't, the Knicks fans are split on this. I don't think they agree on anything, but, you know, I don't know. It's a decent move. I don't know what they're going to do with Julius Randle, but on paper, their team is, the team is okay. Like, team is all right. I just don't see them making any noise for real, for real. They're like two or three players away. <laughs> Oh, man. Victor Oladipo had interest from the Wizards, but he's going back to the Heat. Uh, I guess that's all that really matters. For real, for real. I, I covered a lot. Uh, NBA, always interesting. Can't wait till the schedule come out. That's the next thing. And then I could start maybe making predictions and then seeing what games I'm going to go to in person and all that. Can't wait. Now, instead of a hypothetical game of the episode, R.J. Young has been doing this thing called uh, Dream Schedule. He was like, he started with Ohio State's, Ohio State's Dream Schedule, and he listed a bunch of, like, big-name schools and rivals. And then he also did a 95 Nebraska Dream Schedule, and he had 01 Miami, 2019 LSU. You got to put those two teams on there. Those are two of the best teams of all time. 1956 OU, 2004 USC, all type of ridiculous teams in history. Of course, all most of the Nebraska fans said they were going to go undefeated. Um, 
I don't got them. I don't have them beating any of the 2000 teams. Um, maybe they have a chance against 04 USC because uh, maybe they could be physical with them. Also, LSU, their their style of play is so drastically different that if they can win the battle of the line of scrimmage, they could keep that offense off the field. But whatever, we ain't talking about 95. Nebraska, this hypothetical, I'm doing the R.J. Young thing. But this time, I'm doing it with my dream 2017 Oklahoma Sooner football schedule. So, oh, and I took it a step further. I put it into what if sports and they predicted all the games. So I'm going to go through it. So I got 2001 Merlin. I think that's personal to me because that was the best Merlin team I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, let's see. So they they were 10-2 and two and went to the Orange Bowl. OU 2017 OU beats them at home 37-10. So then they go at Lane Stadium to Virginia Tech against Michael Vick, 1999 Virginia Tech. They were 11-1, and lost to Florida State. We know what happened to that Florida State team the next year. They lost to the Sooners. So, yeah. But 99 Virginia Tech somehow wins the game 27-25. I did that matchup like over and over again on what is sports and OU won like every time, but it was low scoring and close all those games. Like, I don't know Virginia tech is just really physical, I guess. And Michael Vick didn't have ridiculous, spectacular numbers and our defense is trash. I, I don't understand. Weird team. Maybe I don't know them that well. Okay. I'm about to start going through it quick. 20 at 2017 UCF. This blew me. Loss 38-31. Wow. 2017 OU 1 and 2. 2017 Iowa State. One of two teams to beat them that season. The big upset. They get revenge 34-11. So now they're 2 and 2. 2005 Texas. An instant classic. Loss, 41 to 40. I am sick. I didn't think it'd be that close. I didn't think. I thought they were going to cheat for 2005 Texas and have them win by multiple touchdowns. But it was a one-point game. It was a one-point game. 2009 Nebraska, 9-4. and four. They lost 23-21. The only reason I picked them because... They had a vicious D-line and vicious defense all together. At home against Nebraska, lose 23-21. What? 2014 TCU, 11-1. Win, 55-14. 52 straight after being down 7-0. I love it. I love it. At Baylor. Baylor was 11-1 as well. It was controversy between the two teams. And neither of them, TCU and Baylor, made the playoffs. They they could have. But anyway, 2017 OU wins 45-31. I love it. Sweep those two teams. 
2007 West Virginia, probably the best game on this list, lost 44-41, game-winning touchdown from Pat White with one second to go. Pat White was 8 for 9, 85 yards passing, two touchdowns. West Virginia rushed for 454 yards. I, I know our defense is bad, but wow. 2005, 2015 Clemson, 13-0. Win, 37-27. Big shock, I'll take it. I'll love it. 14-0 fourth quarter. At 2017 Alabama, 13-1. Lost, 29-27. Not bad. Not bad. I felt like maybe they'd win that one, but they didn't. We lost to Jalen Hurts before he came to OU. Damn. <laughs> and then here's the kicker. Here it is. 2011 Oklahoma State. They beat 2011 Oklahoma 41-10. But against 2017 Oklahoma, a more advanced version, 2017 Oklahoma wins 52-41. And check this, though. OU had 440 rushing yards. Oklahoma State had eight. Baker Mayfield only passed for 138 yards. Brandon Whedon had a ridiculous 529 yards passing. Four TDs, two interceptions. Rodney Anderson, 18 carries, 207 yards, two touchdowns. That is nuts. But 2011 Oklahoma State took that L despite Brandon Whedon going out of his mind. I mean, our defense was really that bad, bro. It was really that bad. <laughs> so I'm not really surprised by that stat line. But, you know, that is the hypothetical game of the episode or games of the episode. And now it's the end of the episode. But you got to go to GoatLevelTees.com. For all things go level and also Wisdom Meek Network. Check out my cousin's stuff. Got a podcast. Got music on there. D- documentaries. Whatever. You know, it's check it out. It's, it's lit. And, you know, I might be collabing with him soon. So be on the lookout for that. So with that being said, I am out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the GOAT Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.